Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global, open access multimedia channel that brings you the latest research updates in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, we will hear from Andreas Bischert of the University of Marburg in Germany. Dr. Bischert will focus on post-transplant maintenance strategies for patients with FLT3 mutated AML. Dr. Bashat will firstly present data from clinical trials which supports the use of serafinib as a maintenance therapy after allogeneic transplantation. It's uh, definitely the standard of care because we have now uh, evidence from two randomized trials. One of them was uh, placebo-controlled, the other one was uh, randomized with a um, standard of care um, arm that was um, uh, performed in China. And so we have data on overall almost uh, 250, 280 patients, uh, almost 300 patients. And both trials show basically that um, uh, the concept of doing nothing after allotransplant for patients with high-risk FLT3-ITD mutated AML is not a good concept. And and um, if you give sorafenib starting from day 30 to 60 after transplant in complete remission, then you improve the outcome of these patients, both in terms of relapse-free and overall survival. And so this is the best uh, um, evidence that we have for a maintenance therapy concept after allogenic stem cell transplantation. And, um, of course, there, there are other options uh, that you could do, yeah, like giving uh, other FLT3 TKIs or treating with other drugs like uh, chemotherapy, azacitidine, oral or subcutaneous or intravenous. Uh, there are some data that also support this approach, but there are not uh, strong uh, data um, that we would consider as uh, uh, sufficient to, to uh, suggest that to uh, our patients at, at this point. And um, as I said, the same with, the, with other TKIs, like, uh, for example, mitostorine, gilteritinib, or other non-approved uh, FLIT3 TKIs, they are all have, may have um, their um, um, like um, their chance in the, in the future and um, may improve also to some point um, outcome, but for mitostorin, uh, there's a randomized trial that does not support use of this drug as maintenance and for gilteritinib, um, the actual randomized trial is ongoing, and uh, we have to see what uh, the data will show. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a clear, clear point supporting sorafenib um, in the use after allo transplant in FLIT3 ITD AML. Now, Dr. Bashat will share updates from other ongoing studies evaluating the efficacy of three tyrosine kinase inhibitors in the maintenance setting: mitostorin, gilteritinib, and quizartinib. You can always do um, uh, individual decision uh, making, and you can uh, use uh, other TKIs, mitostorin, gilteritinib, um, for example, because they are available, they are approved in AML and other indications, gilteritinib for refractory AML, mitostorin for induction therapy. Um, but if you look uh, 
at the actual data, yeah, then um, um, they are not uh, supporting a clear maintenance strategy at this point. Uh, for example, in the in the dimidostorin trials that used mitostorin um, uh, for actual maintenance treatment after allogenic stem cell transplantation was uh, published by Mazinars uh, recently in bone marrow transplantation. I think um, that was a um, a uh, randomized trial with a comparator arm was uh, best available therapy and they clearly showed in in the 60 patients that they included there there was no difference in, in uh, relapse-free survival and we have um, the um, big uh, study uh, the ratified trial for first-line treatment where also Patients could be transplanted within this trial, but after transplant, they could not receive maintenance treatment. But those patients that only received um, chemotherapy were eligible for a maintenance phase for one year with, with uh, mitostorin. And the subgroup analysis of this study um, suggests that the drug may not be as uh, uh, potent in the maintenance phase as in the uh, combination therapy phase up front. So that's why in the US it's, for example, not approved as a maintenance drug. The mitostorin in Europe, it is approved, um, but the data are potentially not, um, or suggest that the, the drug is not as, uh, very, very uh, potent in this maintenance phase. And um, yeah, and for the gilteritinib, we have the, the data for uh, the relapse refractory patients. And in, in this study uh, that was um, published two years ago um, in the New England Journal uh, by Alexander Pearl, and, and they showed that there's a clear benefit for the patients that received uh, gilteritinib compared to chemotherapy. And some of them also underwent then transplantation in remission. Um, but the group of patients that then was successfully transplanted and then received gilteritinib subsequently is very small and does not really allow to draw conclusions as of the uh, potential uh, of gilteritinib as a maintenance drug. And there we have the MORPHO trial ongoing, which the date which, uh, which is currently I'm not sure if they're still recruiting or if they are in the uh, uh, post-recruitment phase observating, observating uh, the, their patients. I think the data will be available sometimes 2025. Yeah? And uh, this is a clear-cut uh, um, maintenance study uh, after transplant randomized placebo control and with first-class evidence that we can expect there from this trial. And of course, there's another inhibitor, which is crizartinib. Uh, there was a similar study as the PEARL uh, trial with gilteritinib. And they also included refractory relapsed AML patients with the ITD mutations. Uh, and also some of these patients that responded that were in the crizartinib arm um, were transplanted, but the same, um, as I just said, for the, for the uh, PEARL trial holds true for the Quisartinib trial from Cortis. Uh, there are two 
a very lo low number of, of patients that um, can be evaluated. And I think that does not allow to really um, um, conclude about the efficacy of quizartinib as a maintenance drug. And it, it is also um, seen there that the patients uh, have real long-standing cytopenias. So that's another issue after transplant. So, so you really have to do a randomized trial when you want to draw conclusions. And so we don't have data for this. Yeah. Thank you all for joining for today's podcast. Follow us on Twitter or visit vjhemong.com for the latest updates in the field of AML. And don't forget to subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts, which are available on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean.